the dope shirt. Episode 47 from Shows of Skyrim with Matthew and Hyrule. We got a special guest in the building, you know what I'm saying? From Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. From Shrooms to Skyrim. With Matthew from and Hiram. It's ethereal. Episode <laughs> episode forty seven. We joined today by the uh one of our most prestigious guests ever. I think so. I think so. I think I think that's a that's a good introduction. Prestige that's a good word, prestigious. Yeah, I'm feeling very real uh vo- vocabulistic right now. Is <laughs> that a word? Saying? Is vocabulistic where I'm an idiot, so I'm literally asking. What if this totally bombs and it becomes like your worst, like just reviewed episode? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. That's we we don't we the, we the bar that. is set so low. Yeah. That's <laughs> like we could literally say anything. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. They and, know what they're and getting. Exceed. They know what they're excel. getting. Hey, did I tell you what happened to me, bro? I don't even mean to just like. But this is the craziest thing. I was walking with my daughter, okay, from the park. And somebody drove, somebody went by me on a bicycle, turned around and came back and was like, hey, from Shrooms to Skyrim? Get the fuck out of I here. I swear to God, I had I had my daughter on my shoulders and I was like, I was like so taken back by it. Cause like I was like, I wasn't in, you know, like I wasn't in the headspace at all. I was just with my fucking kid. Right. You know, nobody, has, me that- nobody has ever recognized When was me. this? This was Sunday. I don't believe you. Sunday. I'll tell you who it was. I'll tell you who it was. It was Donald's brother. Oh. <laughs> I was like. Oh, because he does live. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah, I was I, I was so, I was like, what the hell? And like, my daughter's like, kind of like, like, she wants to go home already. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, That's and I'm awesome, talking to this person. It was funny. I just thought it was a really, really funny experience. Okay, thanks for giving me the heads up to watch out for your expanding ego. Yeah. Watch out, because it's coming. Okay. It's going to be was, fun. Was that an innuendo? No. I mean, uh, I you, mean put, you put a lot of emphasis on coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> the ego is coming. Yo, the fact that you just said that <laughs> and then, like, cross your leg and sink, like, was that, like, a physical statement? It's the same, bro. If two people come, if one person asks me for an autograph, it's over. Like I feel I'm like, just letting you know it's over. Like I feel like that was an aggressive body language move. <laughs> but, but but that's <laughs> when you know power move. That's when <laughs> you know you've made it. To be honest, like if one person just comes up to you and tells you like, "Hey, I know you." No, I know I've made it. You know? when there are several zeros in my bank account, <laughs> followed by a large number. Okay, not the several zeros I see now. <laughs> How much you owe? <laughs> exactly. So. Let's see. Let's see. Um, yep. Listen, man, I, I, I just want to say I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I know Yo, two times like, in as many minutes. <laughs> you see this shit, he sees it. Jesus Christ. I, you know, this is you like get a, recognized by one guy on a bicycle, and, and now you won't let anyone else talk. <laughs> this is going to be like, like, like a Hey, menace. guys, welcome to From Shrooms to Skyrim with Hiram. 
Uh, <laughs> this is like the first episode of the OA where like the intro credits came in like 50 minutes into the, the, the first episode. The OA. <laughs> My wife likes that show. It's an amazing show. My wife likes that show. Amazing, I, I, amazing I haven't show. gotten into it, but I, I see her. I'm like, because, you know, we share the same Netflix and shit. I'm it's just great. like, oh, you like that show. She's like, it's really good sci-fi. It's right? great. It's sci-fi, it, it right? It is amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Don't forget, I can cut everyone's mics off. This is true. At my at, at, at on a whim. You see, you see a how whim. You see Matt how, is a great. You person, see how though. fragile his ego is. Matt that, is like, a great person. Like, like now he's threatening to cut people off. Like I mean, you know, give a guy a little bit of power, and then well, your so microphone can, doesn't work anymore. I got I got a flex because you can't see my legs beneath the desks for me to cross them on you. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't I can't do this boardroom physical aggressive language. And speaking of flex, can I just say that Bruce Dwayne and Flex Luther are now in the same room? <laughs> I love it. Think about that. Yo, when I first added you on Instagram. And I'm not going to lie, I d- in like the first 30 seconds, I didn't get it. Like I had to say it out loud. Bruised Wayne? Yeah. yeah. It's clever. It's very clever. And I was clever. like, oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. That's like when somebody tells you a joke and then like 10 minutes after they told you the joke, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, man. So you know, what were you going to say? Oh, you want to know, huh? I, I, I bet you want to fucking know. We got so, anyways. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we got what? Like, is is this when it happens? Like, like the Beatles break up? This is, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, like, you're gonna. <laughs> we don't have a Yoko yet. You need a Yoko. I've always loved uh, George Harrison. Big ah. ups to George Harrison. So what? What what were you gonna say, Matthew? I won't interrupt you. I promise. Yo, what's that fucking um? Oh, the fucking Matrix. Yo, like I'm I'm a, I'm an Agent Smith, you like I'm I'm a just uh, what it like he morphed his mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. Did just you guys like that last one? Loved it. Loved it. I hated it. I wa- oh my god. <laughs> oh my god! You have to vet these people. <laughs> All right, but watch it again, but on shrooms. Because <laughs> it was it was fucking trippy for me. I got a lot out of it. I elevated. And I saw it New Year's, like on New Year's. Mm. I was like, right when it came but, out. Yeah, I came out on the 26th, I think. So it was like probably like four or five days after that. Yeah, I didn't see it until like later. Um, God damn it! Stop making stop making me lose my train of thought, Hiram. <laughs> Go ahead, Matthew. This is uh unacceptable. That's <laughs> not how we do things here. It's completely unprofessional. I'm very sorry. I'll stop cutting you off. We got we got the esteemed, the prestigious, the great thirty second degree. Did I get that right? Yeah. I read the Instagram bio. <laughs> Mr. Daniel Molina, uh, highly esteemed citizen. You know what I'm saying? Let me give you a little story how I met this guy. Oh, please. Th- this is our second time in person together. This oh. is true. Okay. This is true. 
Okay. So I'm at the comic book shop. Which one? Oh, I know which one. The most, the most esteemed, the most prestigious. <laughs> now I need to get some new words at this point. I'm just, I'm just recycling the same two. Illustrious. Uh, illustrious. Mm. I like that. See, that's why, that's he's, why here. he's here. I don't even need you anymore. Um, I got him. I'm obsolete, and I got an ego. Yeah. Too old. See, I had a soft spot. But he's the one that people know, and he's the one they recognize. Wow. You too? No, I'm saying between us, between us, people know him. I I can recognize. (laughs) I can recognize. Oh, now he gets recognized. People know me. Now he gets recognized. (laughs) People know me. Yeah, people know me too. So I'm at AM Comics. Uh-huh. The oldest comic book shop in Florida. Yep. The fourth oldest in the country. In the continental United States. Maybe beyond the continental United States. I was, was going to say, is there an Probably, older one in Alaska or Hawaii? I, I, I didn't <laughs> think about what I was saying. Maybe Puerto Rico has one. Like a really old comic book shop that we don't know about. Maybe. Where the original Don Quixote. No, I'm just joking. I'm keeping my mouth shut. This is like one of the. It's, it's like a fucking, like how like like how would you describe it? It's like a fucking comic book shop. Comic book shop. Like it's the real deal. It's it's a place where you go, and when you're there, what I like about it is that you have to. It's it's like it's like a treasure hunt. You it has it's, everything. It's it's not it has everything. It's not as easy as just like like if you go to Tate's. Everything in Tate's is like set up. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like, you know, they're it's huge. Have you been to Tate's yeah. by the way? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's huge, right? You have like your sections, right? Everything is like broken off. Uh, A and M, small, intimate place. They can't have that kind of space. So it reminds you of like that throwback comic book store of like 1980, right? Where you had to like kind of go in, even even 70, right? Where you kind of had to go in and you had to find what you were looking for it, it, every, and in the process you find like a whole bunch of other shit you didn't even know you wanted right? yeah that that for me is my local comic book shop and i've been going there and buying comics from there uh for years i'm a very good friend i'm very good friends with george and every single time that i walk in there i always find something i didn't even know i needed right you know and it's crazy right you know and and sometimes i will like i pull it out and i look at him and i'm like i didn't even know you had this you know, and but, he didn't know and he I, had yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I've been wanting this for years. So it's funny though. He that happens to me too. Sometimes I pull it out and I'm like, You didn't know you had that? See, I knew I knew what I was walking into, but the setup was there, so I walked into it anyways. <laughs> anyways, Daniel, sorry. <laughs> I missed that of you pulling it out. And not knowing that I had that. <laughs> it's so big. Um, yeah, no, I've been going to AM for a very long time. Um, but I bounce around a lot. So it's not like a place that like he would, you know, I think now he kind of recognizes me sometimes when I walk in there. I went in there with my daughter the other day. I was just doing like a quick, you know, like I was trying to get a, a last minute Christmas gift for my nephew. Just like a random, you know, stocking stuffer. And he turns on you and he's like, from Shrooms to Skyrim? No, <laughs> not yet. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was with my daughter and I realized that 
the the huge mistake I made by bringing her in there. Because she was she just wanted to grab everything, right. you know. And I was like, all right, we gotta go, we gotta go, yeah. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. I'll come back later. Uh, but I take her to I take her to Tate's. She loves Tate. She runs around Tate's. Look at Tate's. Tate's Comics in uh, Lauder Hill. That huge Hulk in the middle. Dude, humongous. Hum- they got a like, I don't know. It's probably even eight nine feet tall Hulk. Very cool. Very cool. In the in the he's he the wants store. he wants to throw a sexual innuendo so bad I can see it in his face. His <laughs> cheeks are red. His cheeks are. It's because Tate sounds kind of like Tate. Tate. <laughs> <laughs> Good thumb five. <laughs> boys will be boys, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, My sense of humor has not developed so you, since middle school. So you guys met. You guys met at the comic book store, right? Oh, yeah, so Ain't No Comics, that's like, I, I just want to sing that shop's praises, you know what I'm saying? And George, too. That motherfucker is so knowledgeable about everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look what he does for a living. I mean, you know. No, like, beyond, <laughs> beyond comic books, like, I was in there, like, a week ago, and he was telling me about, like, the difference between, uh, in mythology, between Jap- Japanese and Chinese dragons, like, in depth. Just based off like a statue that he had, and it was like a whole tangent. A whole tangent. A whole tangent. Yeah, he's, he's very well read. Um, a lot of times, I mean, we'll go in there and we start talking about different things like that, and it'll be like hours where you're just talking, talking about whatever, and talking and talking, Talk, and talking. Yeah, anything, art, fashion, music. Like, how I'll long bet. has he been the owner? He's been the owner for a while, yeah, right? He, he, like decades already. I. Think huh? I, I I think it's a little more than 37 years or something. So yeah, like, I feel like him and the shop deserve, like, a spotlight on, like, 60 minutes. Well, it's amazing that, like... Especially because, like, comic books are so prevalent in today's pop culture. Well, I, well, comic books are the new mythology, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that, <laughs> that, that's basically where we're at, you know? You know, I mean, comic books at this point is on pace to uh actually i think they made more money than uh than religion did this year in the united it's, it's, states it's, it's wild, man. i mean think about well i wouldn't say this year but uh i mean again we talk how many times have we talked about this kevin Feige has made disney 20 billion dollars yeah. At least twenty billion dollars right i mean you know well, but that, everything he touches turns to gold <laughs> i mean you know it's got to be close all of those Marvel movies got to be close. I mean, that's a lot of fucking bread, bro. That's and and that's a lot of people going religiously to go yep. see those movies, bro. One, two, three, four times. I Watching mean, how many shows? Well, as Black well. Panther was a perfect example of people just going several times to go watch it. You know, I mean, look, people love those movies. People love comic books. Are, that's why they resonate. I, I, one of the things I told Matt when I went to go see uh, Shang Chi was I, that I thought was cool as shit was I was going to the movie theater and there's like, it's at twelve o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday and there's like a legit I'm talking about elderly geriatric couple like going to go see getting the matinee yeah to go see that yeah, yeah. right you know yeah. what I'm saying because 
That's probably a movie they would have never gone to go right. see otherwise, but they probably invested right. in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in, in the larger narrative that's kind of... And this guy probably in. read Captain America when Captain America yeah. came out. You know what I'm saying? Like that, you know, the, it's going to be me. <laughs> and that movie was great, by the way. Shang-Chi was amazing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Yeah, Legend of the Ten Cock Rings was amazing. I'm I sorry, Legend it. of the, the Ten Rings. Sorry, sorry. I think you watched a different movie. <laughs> I downloaded the you wrong movie. You pirated the wrong one? I, I keep doing that, dude. But Turtles with the incestuals, it was weird. It was just a weird movie. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't even see Rob Stark. I don't know what happened. Do you know that I figured out that my daughter has a Rob Stark Mc, or uh, Icarus McDonald's toy that is like the lamest toy McDonald's has they made ever. Eternals McDonald's yeah toy? it's like it's either McDonald's it's it's I I don't know I didn't I, I mm. didn't take her through the fast oh, but it's food. like those little ones yeah, right? yeah 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 and it is the lamest I was like if I got this I would be so mad it's horrible but you know what she did get she got Thor Frog Thor. Oh, that's so good! Little little miniature I, from McDonald's. I don't know. I don't I remember, know where she got. I remember it. the X Men Evolution like Yo, King toys. Yeah. I had Quicksilver, and it came with a, it's like a, a a little disc that you'd put in your computer, and it would what? show you a little yeah. It was a small little disc you'd put into yeah. your computer, and then it would give you like a backstory of who the character. Remember was. what computers used to have this place that you actually put like disc in? Like they don't even have those anymore. Yo, yo, tower, yo, 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 like you remember you could get like even. Uh, disc with like games in them in the fucking cereal box. You remember that? No. That was yeah, man. I, and I remember it in like Office Depot. <laughs> Look, you you grew up during the Cold War, okay? I definitely wasn't talking to Off, you. Office Depot. They would sell the the, the PC games. That's where I played Halo, uh, the yeah. Jurassic Park three. Well, the the only PC game that I got when I was a kid was uh, I don't even know what it was called. It, it, but it, y'all it, don't know about the original PC game, dog. No, but it Oregon was, motherfucking trail. No, but you have oh died of dysentery. Look, motherfucker, yeah. you need to stop. You need to stop cutting me off. Okay, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting fed up. I I had a Jurassic yes. Park game that was a board yeah. game for the computer. Oh, that's lit. but it was a board game that you played on your computer. Oh. Yo, yeah. so I got. I, I don't even know. It was, it was trucking, like eighteen wheeler. I remember that game. That was, it was the United States and Southern Canada and Northern Mexico were open. It was a NAFTA game. And <laughs> this is, this is literally, is, I know. I remember, licensed. I, like, licensed by NAFTA. I, like, I, like, I Yo, honestly you fucking, remember this you game. You fucking picked up loads and took them from like fucking <laughs> Portland to New York. You picked up loads. <laughs> Uh, the cover, the cover of the game had like a, a like a truck with like that was like the the tires were on fire or some shit. Like so, it was like, yeah. like I remember that. I remember that trucking. Holy and shit! And then I, I I played that for a couple of years probably. Really? And then I I finally got over it because there was nothing else to it. That was it. That was it. It's like you're just transporting things. Did yeah. it help you with like math or anything like that? Or no, no. See, like we used to play Oregon Trail because it was going to teach you about history and how hard it was to make it across. Like the game would literally tell you you died of dysentery. Yeah, so it, then you had to go find out what dysentery was. And yo, like, fucking it, Carmen San Diego though, bro. It it was death and eight yo, bit. That's what it was. Carmen San Diego, 
is one of the greatest games of all time. Like, if you want to teach a kid about geography, you got it. That's a that is a great fucking game to do. Where is she? You got to look for her, dude. So great, so great. I loved Carmen San Diego, and I always thought she was hot. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they always drew her. You know, she was pretty sexy. With that yeah. hat and that overcoat, yeah, and the and the slit along the side of her dress all the time. Yeah, she was she was a little cutie, bro. She was a little, they knew what they were doing. Oh yeah, they knew what they were doing. I, kn- I knew what I was doing. <laughs> did you? Did you know? Um, you can tell Daniel this is very intellectual. This is podcast. I love it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it because it's bringing back memories. Otherwise, I would have never remembered that. The old like Wolverine and and Quicksilver toys that I had from Burger King. Yo, those X Men Evolution underrated show, man. It is underrated. Underrated show. It only got what like two or three seasons. Two seasons. Two I seasons. Think. Two seasons. They're bringing yeah, uh, they're bringing this back. Oh yeah, yeah. X Men eighty seven. Yeah, man. Yo, ninety seven. Yo, just talking about though, I can hear the theme music. I in know, my head. man. I know. It wasn't it like it's one of the coolest theme songs for a cartoon ever. But which yeah. one are you talking about? Uh, Evolution or this one? This one. This one. Yes. This one. Yes. This. this, I, I, this, no, well, this. I was talking about Evolution. Oh, I, I oh, can't yeah? quite remember that theme song. Oh my god! Oh I mean, man, I just watched no it. Way. I, I mean, I, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so good. It's so good. You know, I think, I think all of those are on Disney Plus. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, they are. Because you know, yeah. I, you know, I was watching the other day the Spider Man show. Um, shit, I forgot what it's called, but it's the one with. Uh, other Earth. Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. No. Um, have you watched? It's. I didn't even know it existed. And I love Silver Surfer, but I guess in the 90s, they made a Silver Surfer like uh, cartoon series. I know about it, but I've never been invested in Silver Surfer enough to, to want to watch it's, it. It's only one season long. And is it good? Yo, so super trippy. I just I'll say it like that like like it's like the comic book like well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, comics it's are wild yeah like it, yeah I'm not gonna lie every Marvel animated show that's on Disney Plus is worth watching the old there's like old She Hulk mm-hmm. there, there's a ton of them so, like some of them more obscure so this one is on Disney Plus it's Spider Man Unlimited I have seen that one I haven't seen that and one. with Counter Earth and and this is like a nine and there's like a backstory too behind like why it got developed this mm-hmm. way. It's not canon. So it's like basically it starts out there's like a um space expedition with uh Jameson's son, you know, the astronaut, and they discover counter earth, which is like it's exactly opposite from the sun. So it's like here's the sun and we're on this side of the sun. And it mirrors our, on the other side. Our, so that's why, like, so that's like the backstory, like why it's never been detected until this point. So is everybody kind of like evil or something like that? Or are they like shadow selves? Or, not or? evil. It's a uh, the planet is um like anthropomorphic animals. Everybody, mm. I think it has something to do with. Um, Wait, so the whole planet is is animals? Yeah, but it, it but, like but, like, like it, talking animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that's, that's weird. I've never. Yeah, yeah that's I've, interesting. Yeah, though. I've never. Oh, cause it's the cause you know the high uh, the high evolutionary. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. He, well, like, he might actually be in the in the next uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I think right in Guardians Three. He I, might be. You heard that? I've. Well, I mean, I've read those rumors. It's I, on the internet, so I, it must be true. <laughs> Come on, dude. I, well, I'll the tell internet you. Internet told me. I'll tell you one rumor. I do hope is true on the internet. And I don't mean to interrupt you on this one, Matt, but like I heard that for Doctor Strange 2, 
uh, Tom Cruise is going to be Iron Man. Listen, I have read those that, leaks that on, on Reddit. Bro. I have read those so leaks. he's not just going to be Iron Man. He's going to be Iron Man with three Infinity Stones. Well, but but remember that he oh, was he, he was initially... <laughs> He was good, right? That, yeah. That, well, the that's Marvel. who they. That's who they really for a very long yeah. time, for over a decade, they were trying to get him. And I mean, John, maybe, maybe he's gonna go film it in space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's you know, he's, maybe he's filming a movie in space. Yeah, yeah, I was on yeah, stunts. Yeah. He's like, you want me to fight aliens? Okay, I'm gonna fight real, real aliens. aliens. Well, okay. Yeah, he will actually go out and find the aliens and fight them. Yeah. yeah. No, I listen. Tom Cruise can do anything. I mean, he's great. You know, Yo, so the high evolutionary. And he he's like a more prevalent character from like the seventies, mm-hmm. right? But he's he's very much you know it's in the name into evolution, you know, with uh, as far as experiments going. And he has like godlike powers. Is that the guy that created Rocket? No, and I'm pretty sure it's him that was involved when they um retconned, uh. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver being Magneto's children, and he actually created them. I don't know if they retconned that because I think it got some backlash. But that's like he's he's like a in he, the comics or in the sh- or in, no, the, in, the, in comics, the comics in the comics in the comics. Okay, I'm like wait, I don't I missed that. Okay, yeah, in the comics. But yeah, he's he's been he's been involved in a lot of shit because he's. You know, like I think, like his experiments are like on par when you go into comic mythology with like the shit that like the Cree did, and you know, like whole races. So yeah, Spider Man Unlimited, he's running Counter Earth, and then the whole like the show is kind of wonky in like a super dope way. <laughs> Spider Man Unlimited, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I have right. not seen. Yeah, it. but I'm I'm gonna have to check it out tonight when I get home. Yeah. I usually fall, I usually fall asleep to comics other to like uh, cartoons. Now, also, too, he's got a sick costume, totally unique to the show, Spider Man. Yeah, and it's a totally unique story that you haven't seen anywhere else. Okay, so it's not based on any. It's not even you canon. Know any, yeah, oh, it's not that's true. Yeah. It's not even canon. I remember reading that. How did that happen? I wonder how that happened. Like the show got started, and like this is back in you know in the nineties, and then like a deal fell through. But they still had, like, they already had the papers to do the show. So they were, like, so they basically ended up, like, doing the show. But they had to, like, stay away from, like, legally from, the I guess. actual story, Spider-Man story? Yeah. So if I if I remember this correctly, that's why it's this completely different story. Because yeah, they like, had to do. It's, like, have Quicksilver, but don't mention that he's a mutant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With Joss Whedon. <laughs> don't get me started on that guy. <laughs> Tremendo fucking asshole, huh? Yeah. Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Did you hear his fucking comments? Yeah. What he said about yeah. Gal Gadot? It's not her. English is not her first language. She yeah. probably misunderstood what I said. I was like, that's yo, insane. that's some of the most tone deaf yeah. shit I've like, bro. You've just been accused yeah. of some crazy of a lot, shit. A lot of things by uh, multiple uh, people. By multiple people. people. By yeah. multiple people. I get it that they may have not been happy having to come in and do all those reshoots. By the way, worthless, because that movie, that the reshot version of that movie no, is, no, is, uh, is tonally, horrible. Tonally, it's, it's off. It doesn't even make, off, it, doesn't, yeah. doesn't make any sense. Uh, and the ending doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, it's very stupid. 
Uh, well, the Zack Snyder cut was great. Well, phenomenal. Great. I, I'm trying to get this guy to watch it. It was bro. great. It's it's so I'm good. Watch it. But but then to come out and say like instead of addressing it in a way where like look you know maybe me and the casting get along yeah. or something you're gonna come out and what you're gonna come out swinging with is that it's her second language yeah, so she, she didn't, didn't understand, understand me. me. Yeah, yeah. You know like you're an asshole. <laughs> like I was giving you the benefit of the doubt, but you're an asshole. Yeah, like you, you don't. Yo, so I'm not totally. I like I, I remember hearing about that, but I didn't read actually read any articles. But um, yo, so this is 1999, and uh, this company Saban had the deal to do a low budget adaptation. I'm getting this from Wikipedia. Uh, the first 26 issues of the Amazing Spider Man. Mm-hmm. But then Sony Marvel, Sony and Marvel did the deal to do the Spider-Man movie. That's what happened. So then uh, Saban. The Tobey Maguire one, right? Yeah. 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 So then basically they they had a deal to do the series, but then they got barred from being able to use any traditional, uh, any source material or use the Spider-Man suit. Well, that kind of frees you up in a way, though, right? I mean, you could create some really yep. cool shit of it. Uh, it, it in well, a way, it's almost a writers. gift. Right. In yeah. a way, it's almost kind yeah. of a gift. They're giving you a, like a blank canvas yeah. to be able to work from. You can kind of use this stuff. Yeah. You know, make it your own, essentially. Right? Yeah, I'd never heard of that show, to be honest. And then apparently the original idea was there was Counter Earth. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was Earth where... Ben Parker didn't die, and then Peter Parker ended up not being able to resist the urge to become Venom. Uh, but then Marvel was like, "Nah, you can't do a story with two Peter Parkers." But then that was still heavily used because Venom's still very prevalent in the story. Oh, okay. In the in the Ultimate, they only did one season, right? Is basically yeah, what it is. It right? was apparently it was overshadowed by Pokemon and Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Pokemon. Oh, that, does it end on a cliffhanger? Yes. Oh, oh my god. That's the worst. That is the worst. That's the worst, man. That is the worst. This is the show that needs to be renewed, okay? Cause <laughs> it's it's fucking dope. Yo, it's like you Hiram, you'll really like it because he like he's basically it's some like stranded on like an alien planet type shit. Right. And then, you know, Bands together with like the rebels living in the sewers. Okay, and got it. Are they turtles? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know I love this. Well, you said it was an anth. I can't say that word. Anthropomorphic. An- anthropomorphic, right? So you could have talking turtles. So it's like, is it, <laughs> is it? So you have like animals that are these people from this from our planet. But he's a person. So it's like Spider Man is a spider. Or is Spider Man? Like a human that gets stuck in that counter earth. I gotta watch it. I hey, guess. So there's humans, and I mean, I haven't watched it in a while. Oh, okay. But it's okay. All right. We'll watch it. No, it's just interesting because if they're animals, then it's kind of like a Grant Morrison multiversity thing where it's like you have this planet, or not this planet, but it's like this universe where you have superheroes, but they're animals, you know? Yeah. So that, that sounds kind of wild. Um, it, he Grant Morrison and uh, what's the other guy? Um, Alan Moore. Alan Moore. It's one of my favorite comic book. Right. I mean, no, obviously, right. Uh, they're fucking legends. Yeah. Right. At this point, um, guys that hate their work being translated into film. 
Like Alan Moore has legitimately taken his name off of oh, yeah, franchises he, he wants to do with that. because he doesn't want yeah. anything to do with it. He doesn't take residuals on. No. That's insane to me. No. And it, and it's crazy because um, Like talk about artistic integrity. Yeah. And <sighs> I'm I mean and for the most part I think his adaptations have been great. Because I, I really enjoyed, I know a lot of people hate Watchmen. I liked Watchmen. I loved Watchmen. I love Watchmen. I, 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 I liked Watchmen. Watchmen. I liked Watchmen, and I liked Watchmen. V for Vendetta was good. Oh, fucking V for Vendetta. The so Watchmen good. show, the, 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 the Watchmen HBO show was, was amazing. Uh, was amazing. You know, and, and for Grant Morrison, let me tell you, have you seen Happy? Uh, no, I haven't. Happy, I, I, Happy I, no, is I know. phenomenal. I know. The first season was great. The second season was great. I hate that they canceled the show because it, it what, ends what, what's in, it in a cliff. Uh, it was on FX. Oh. It was on FX. Yo, you know, for me, Watchmen was the first. Uh, the Zack Snyder? No, I was going to say. the HBO? No, the, the movie. Okay. Was the first uh, comic book film. Or no, I'm, excuse me. The second comic book film after Blade that really had a big impact on me and that I really fucking like. Well, the the that's one thing. You just brought it up right now. And it, whatever, however your feelings are about Wesley Snipes, and I love Wesley Snipes because I grew up in the fucking 80s and 90s when Wesley Snipes was a fucking man, okay? But that first Blade movie, there is no... You don't have any superheroes without it. When, and, when, people, are like, when people are like, oh, Deadpool's the first R-rated comic book no. movie, and I'm no, like, no, 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 it's not, man. No. No, it's not Blade. First of all, let's talk well, about the opening scene where it's it's probably one of the most epic opening scenes. It wasn't Deadpool being the first R rated, and it wasn't even Iron Man and Incredible Hulk starting the MCU. It was Blade before any of that, right? But for superheroes or comic books, because you also have which mate, which I love. So that this was one of the first comics that my mom introduced me to it's like what got me into comics mm -hmm. the crow oh james obar's the crow and then dude, the movie the with movie, brandon bro. lee oh my I, I still remember going to the movie theater so i'm a huge bruce lee fan huge mm -hmm. bruce lee fan uh, and the day he died my mom not bruce lee brandon my right. when brandon died my, my mom woke me up i was 13 years old right. my mom woke i was sleeping they had just gotten the news it was like one o'clock in the morning my mom i had Bruce Lee posters all over my room. My mom woke me up and, and she knew how important it was. She woke me up and told me that he had just passed away. And uh, I remember like being up that night. I was like 13. I remember right. being up that night. I didn't cry, but I was just like, I, it was like, this is, you know, his career was just budding. He had just done some like really good movies and right, the right. crow was about to come out, yeah. you know, and he was about to take off into the, the next stratosphere. And it was so, so sad. You know, and I just remember like, wow, like, that that adaptation has had a big influence on my life because The Crow by James O'Barr was one of the first comic books my mom ever bought me that introduced me when when I was, you know, a little kid. And talk about a comic book franchise that they've never been able to. It's such a good. There's like so much good, rich storytelling well, the, there. The other the other the sequels have been horrible. we're all garbage. Yeah. You know, at one point, I think the kid Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong was, was in the fourth was, one, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, they, they were they were bad movies. Yeah. Um, there was for a hot minute there. Mark Wahlberg was attached to do it, and then Bradley Cooper, uh, and then Jason Momoa, with Jason Momoa, yeah, yeah. right? And like, th this is just a franchise that like can't get off the ground, and I, it's, I mean. Brandon Lee cast such a huge shadow, I think, over that role. And that movie 
that movie truly like if you look back at it like it still holds up now you know like yeah. it's still oh, yeah, a yeah. good movie yeah, today yeah, 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 yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying like like the like the burton batman films they're still good movies today and eh. and i don't know if you remember that soundtrack is amazing oh my god that's oh, oh my god it's it's every 90s With grunge nine inch band nails, the, the cure the nine inch nails the cure rage against the machine yeah. stone temple pilots um Oh, fuck that man. soundtrack uh, there's is so amazing. Many, yeah, yeah, there's so many people. I think even a Tool might be on that soundtrack, but I might be wrong. I probably um, I'm am wrong. I'm gonna see them next uh, Thursday. Are you? Yeah. Are you? I lo- oh man, I, lo- I fucking <laughs> love Tool. I love Tool. I was, I was no. supposed to see them April 2020, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Something uh, called COVID happened. So. Dude, Maynard, Ma- his voice is just. You like Perfect Circle too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Perfect Circle and Tool. I don't listen to. Pussifer as much. Okay. I don't really like listen to, to Pussifer. <laughs> Not because I don't like them, just because I've I've never really just listened to their music. Wait, um, I'm sorry. Can you say that word again? Pussifer. Pussifer. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's, a, that's yeah. a thing. That's yeah. a band. It's a band. It's a band. Pussifer. Yeah, yeah and their videos are hilarious. By yeah, the way, yeah. that's the one thing I will always give Tool though. No, I'm just getting some innate satisfaction that that is the name of something. Yeah. Pussifer. <laughs> Pussifer. Yeah. yeah. You gotta watch the video. Well, it's, it's, it's also like um, hilarious. It's, a, hilarious. it's also like I, I think one of the the members of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I forgot which one is uh was a member of the Butthole Surfers. Butthole right? Surfers. Butthole Surfers. Yeah. Pussifer. That's butthole a phenomenal surfers. name. Man, the Butthole Surfers. Yeah. I haven't thought about the Butthole Surfers yeah. in a long fucking time. I think they sing T- Tahitian Moon. It I, and and I don't remember what member of. I might even be wrong about this because I, I don't listen to them. But I think one of the members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers also played in the Butthole uh, okay. Surfers. Yeah, yeah. I just want to sidestep real quick. Sidestep, because uh, we already uh, deep into it, uh, <laughs> time wise. As you can see, we can talk about uh, comic books and anything related all day. Actually, like we mentioned the comic book shop, and then mm-hmm. we just never stopped talking about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yo, it. high it. evolutionary and Spider Man. <laughs> and then we ended up on Pussifer. Pussifer. <laughs> Um, yo, since you're here, you can see Hiram even brought his fucking stack of books out. Yeah. I, like, I'm seeing it right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have, I have like, um, I, I grew up, I grew up in the church. Mm. Right. Um, and not just grew up in the church, but like my grandfather's a Baptist minister. Mm. And like, so I grew up very like, you know, we weren't allowed to read certain, like I wasn't allowed to read Lord of the Rings when right. I was a kid. Like we were talking about Lord of the Rings earlier and hopefully we can get into that here as well um but uh like as an adult like some of the things that you know i grew up in a uh, pentecostal church right so a mm-hmm. lot of the holy ghost and you know possessions and all that shit is is you know it's not it's real right, right? you know so when you grow when you're a kid and you grow up you're being told that this stuff is real that you know magic is real and, right. you know, <laughs> it's right. a little right and it's all bad mm-hmm. right uh so i as an adult, I grew like a fascination with like, oh well, I don't have like I can read whatever I want now, mm. right? So unregulated uh, yeah. freedom. <laughs> yeah. So so some of the some of the stuff that I that I gravitated to obviously was uh, things like Fallen Angels, mm. um, Dragon Fire and Sword or Dungeon Fire and Sword. Um, and, you know, I haven't finished the the Secret History of the World, even though I a lot of that that I've already read. I'm just like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Mm. Uh, but I, I love, I love the idea of the occult, mm. you know what I'm saying? Almost like in a, in a Constantine way, 
Yeah. I love Constantine. <laughs> I love That's another one of the comics that my mom <laughs> got me when I was younger. Hellblazer? With, yeah, Hellblazer. I love Hell it. Jamie Delano's Hellblazer is amazing. So that's, a, that's one I wasn't allowed to read? Oh, it's so one. Uh, oh my god! So good. Oh my god! <laughs> so good. It's the one you had to sneak around, like your friend had it, and then so you would go to your yeah, friend's yeah, house, yeah. and then yeah, you would exactly. read that. And be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, but another big thing for me is is uh, is Mace. Like you know, my 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 father is a Mason. Uh, my grand his father was a Mason. Uh, I have uh two great uncles that were Masons. Um, and it's. It's a clear thing that's in my family and I've always been very interested. And even when my dad talked to me about it and he was like, well, are you, would you be interested in joining? I, for a very long time said no. Mm. And he was like, but you're so, you know, like, you know, the history and you're so into it. And like, you're, and I was like, here's the thing. You guys can't talk about it. I was like, that's a problem for somebody like me mm. <laughs> who likes to talk. I was mm -hmm. like, so, you know, I know that there are certain things uh, that you're just not allowed to say. Mm. You know, uh, but how did you find your way into all of that? Um, so it was five years ago uh, in 2016 for my my grandmother's father was a Freemason in Spain mm -hmm. um, and he was very involved in, in the lodge. Um, I don't have any of his Masonic regalia, but I had grown up knowing that, you know, I had a family member that had been a Freemason um, and one day I just said, you know what? I want to look for a lodge. So I went on, on Google and I legit Googled lodges near me. Right. And then I came across <laughs> Hibiscus Lodge number 275 that was meeting Coral Gables at the time. Um, and I went and I visited. Was that the place that was like right over here? Yeah. I know exactly where well, you're talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, but, but at by the, the time. By the woman's club? That, that, I, that. I, I, it's over. It's in like in downtown. It's right like, now, well, yeah. it's it, well that that's where that's where we meet now. But at the time, we oh, were meeting okay. here by. It's right near Chipotle, right here, where there, there's a lodge, uh, right there. Okay. Um, and uh, I visited, um, you know, and then we we have this because um, nobody's ever going to tell you to join. That that is just your own personal right. you know choice. Whenever you want to ask for a petition, you ask for a petition. Um, but we always suggest. Uh, somebody that's that's visiting like hey come and visit us like four times four or five times so we get to know you you get to know us you get to see um if this is something that you might be interested in um and after a you know a couple of times of just visiting every month i you know i i made the decision i was like this is something that i want to did you do your in passage in spanish or did you do your passage in english in english you did it in english yeah. oh. although we do we do have a lot of uh, of lodges that do the the degree work we call it degree work the ritual is, is in spanish in spanish but, well, but but mine mine uh, was in english my the only reason i asked is my when i was talking to my dad about it he was telling me he's like well the hard part was that i did it in spanish and i was like why why would like I mean, I get it. You're, you know, you're right, bilingual, right. but why would you do it in Spanish? It isn't like at this point, it's probably your weakest language to remember mm. things by, you know? And he was like, well, your grandfather did it in Spanish. So I wanted to do it in Spanish. And I told him, I said, I just want you to know that if I do it, I'm doing it in English. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, in, not, in this, in, in I'm this, not going to be able to do that shit in Spanish. In, in this district, we actually have 17 lodges currently. Um, we have a, a lot that do their, their degree work in Spanish, but, um, and then, and you guys do, much. and you guys do a lot of, uh, from my understanding, a lot of community work. Yeah, 
a lot of right? charity work, that's, a lot of community that, work. That's kind of how you move up in 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 tier, right? Is no, 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 not necessarily. I think that that's uh, that that's one thing that might uh, actually be a, a misconception because it doesn't really like work. I I know that some people have also said like you know you got to have members in your family, right, 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 but all of that is is right. just. Uh, misconceptions but we do have a lot we we are involved a lot in, in community service so for example like if you're familiar with um shriners hospital yeah so shriners hospital to to be a shriner you actually have to be a freemason so you have to take right. the, the first three degrees to to be able to join uh the shriners organization so we have shriners hospital we are uh involved through charities and just Wait, going so through community the, service. The, the degrees are like levels of knowledge like like when you said it like it's a test so essentially what you have Freemasonry in itself is basically told in the first three degrees. Well, I don't want to say Freemasonry in itself is told, but you have a mythology, right? You, okay. you have a, a story that is uh, the Hiramic legend. We call it the Hiramic legend. And the guy that started it, it's, Hiram. It's, 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 it's told in the first three degrees. And then you have what's called appendant bodies. So after that, you can join the Scottish Rite, which is where you take the fourth through the 32nd degree. Mm -hmm. You can join the York Rite, which is where you take the fourth through the 13th degree in, in another sort of like uh, organization. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an organization within Freemasonry. You have the Grotto, you have the Shriner. So you have a, a lot of other, we call them appendant bodies. Um, and then uh, as, essentially the, the Scottish Rite is just called the, the College of Freemasonry. That's what it's known as. It's like the University of Freemasonry. So you're just delving deeper into um, the story, into different aspects of the story and, and the different influences that kind of, you know, are. They got are, a lot of really good books that <laughs> we're not allowed to read. A lot of really good books. That's the other thing. That's what I told I, when my dad talked to me about it. I was like, the only thing I want is to read the books. My dad was like, well, you can't well, read but, the book. But, I was like, no, no, no. But I, but I, but I, but I, will, t I will tell you that also it's, it's different where you are. Um, because in in Europe, they uh, masons tend to be a little bit more um, secretive. You know, they're not as open as it is right. here. Like here, I have a bumper sticker. I wear my rings. I have tattoos. You know, I'm it, I'm open on social media. I'm I'm very very yeah. open. You know, um, but doesn't that have to do with the stigma? Yeah. Of of Freemasonry. Which which funny enough, I've actually been lecturing on this year mm -hmm. um and, and last year kind I saw of, that a couple of times in your post talk, uh, talking about the it was, it was like a specific word. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's the Leo Taxil hoax. Um yeah. it was it was this this brother, so he was actually a Mason. He had gone through the entered apprentice degree um and he had been kicked out for literary theft, which mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm interpreting as he, it was plagiarism. Um, and writing pornography at the time. So it's the late 1700s. Right. Okay. I do yeah. know this story. I do know yeah, this yeah. story. Yes. Um, and he, he basically wanted to get, uh, you know, he had had issues with the Catholic Church. And he, he said, you know what? I want to I show that you guys can be gullible and, and naive. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say that since I was a Freemason, you know, well, he had gone through the first degree that I know all of their secrets, you know? So then he started writing under different pseudonyms. He got some people to help him right. like publish some stuff. And, and it was all negative his, PR. It's all, yes. It's it, all it was negative all these, PR. It's like a out, witch hunt almost kind these of. These outlandish crazy things. And, the, they, and practiced this, brujeria, they practiced brujeria. They practiced modern day witchcraft at the time, right? And then Wait, this, so this was in the 1700s? Yeah. In the late, late, late 1700s. Late 1700s, yeah. early 1800s. This is like uh, the, uh, basically like, the country has already been formed, okay? And we have prominent Freemasons that are, like, open in the United States, right? Like, 
George I mean, you're Washington, talking about George Washington, George, Benjamin Franklin. Right. Well, right. George Washington, if you look at the picture of his inauguration day, he's actually in Freemason. Yeah, he's wearing his apron. He's wearing his, and, right. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's his whole thing. And so it's like a big thing. And it was, in this country, it was totally okay to be a Freemason because some people will say that Freemasons actually helped shape the idea of what this country was supposed right. to be. Like, there's a lot that we could go into, I yeah, guess, yeah. or that I think I could go into. But uh, from my understanding is that a lot of this was shaped. And then this guy comes along in right, the late and 1700s and basically starts a a negative PR campaign that they kill people. So he's, he's and so since there's like so much uh, prevalent, I feel like I've said that word a lot today, already like uh, imagery. Like he just took those as and just connected the dots in like a different way than well, what the- it's it's not even just the imagery. Like this guy was saying, like for example, he's like, I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna publish a four volume set that is going to discuss the history and and just expose Freemasonry. And then he he introduces this uh, character called Diana Vaughn, who's supposedly this goddess within Freemasonry that. Um, you know, we, we kind we're kind of invoking Lucifer and then Lucifer is writing these, um, these secrets, uh, on her back, you know, through, through a, a gator that that's writing it with a, with it, with his tail, you know, and then like it, I'm in a Dan Brown novel. It, it's, <laughs> a, a, um, and it, it got to this point where basically what he was doing is he was getting these books published. He was turning them into the cat, you know, the the the, the Vatican, the, the Catholic Church right. at the time, and they weren't um, they weren't asking him to cite his sources. So it's like they weren't saying, "Well, if you know this individual, for example, Diana Vaughn, can we meet her?" They never said that. Right. It was just like blind faith. You know, I'm accepting your word for what it is, and I'm going to publish this. You know, and it got to this point where he held this uh, this this meeting at a conference hall, and he was just like, "I'm going to introduce." Diana Vaughn to the world. And when the time came, he he told everybody in attendance, yeah, I've just been BSing you for 13 years. You know, none of this has been real. Um, and, and it's it, it, right. Uh, but what happened was that it was already out there, that all that stuff was already out there. And so that stigma essentially stuck right. for a very long time. So is that leftover stigma what eventually snowballed into Cause I had never heard, uh, the first time I heard of Freemasonry was the Da Vinci Code, and then subsequently, uh, all those YouTube videos saying, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Jay Z's and the Illuminati. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I had no background on it prior to that. There was an actual real group called the Bavarian Order of the Illuminati. That was created by Adam Weishaupt, who was a Freemason, um, but it has nothing to do. And that with was that was in Europe, not here. Yeah, correct. In Europe, and yeah. that was w- around when in Europe. There, there's, there's actually what 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 I was going to, to tell you is there's actually a great documentary on that uh, by a brother in California. His name is Johnny Royal, uh, who made a documentary called Illuminated. And it's great. And he also did um, another documentary. I think it's called 33 and Beyond. Okay. Where it kind of discusses the, the history of like 
you know, the foundation of Freemasonry and then the, the Scottish Rite. But it's a great documentary called Illuminated. Last time I checked, it was on Amazon Prime. Okay. You know, and he, he goes in depth into into I'm, I'm not too familiar with it, um, but he goes in depth into the Bavarian order of the Illuminati. You know, but um, th- this the Catholic Church has a serious problem with with it, if I'm not mistaken, all religions. But, but the, essentially, the Catholic Church has a serious problem with secret organizations. Well, and, and it's that aren't secret organizations that are attached to the Catholic Church itself. Yeah, because uh, then they you had, can't have that kind of talking back and forth that that open. Well, it's it's the regulation of like we don't you know we don't know. You know what you guys are doing, even though it's nothing bad. You know, we, historically, I mean, we we Masons have been out in the open for years. You know, just yeah. but but if if I'm if I'm not mistaken, one of the tenets, uh, not I don't maybe I'm saying this wrong, but well, I'll just say tenets. One of the tenets of Freemasonry is that um, your it your Freemason brother mm-hmm. could be uh, let's just say a Muslim, and you're yeah. a Christian, yeah. but in the lodge. You leave that outside. Really, what you're concerned about is the higher, right? That's what the, the G grand is, right? Of the, the, grand, the grand, the grand architect of the universe, the grand right? Architect of the universe. And yeah. so you leave, like, if you're the Catholic Church or if you're any organized religion, right? And you're trying to separate people or you're trying to make sure that people don't have open communication yeah, like you that, know, right? Like the relativism of, of or understanding, of right? right? Of of knowing that you know. John over there is a pretty good Catholic, you know, yeah. or he's a pretty good guy. It doesn't matter that he's a Catholic, right? right? You know, uh, yeah. Muhammad is a really nice guy. You yeah. know, he comes here, he helps with the kids, you know, he does the whole thing. Right. You know, it doesn't matter, right? Like, yeah. that's the whole, like, that's one of the big things behind it, correct? Yeah, and historically, well, yeah, because the, the idea is you you believe in a supreme being. Nobody's ever going to ask you what, what supreme, that supreme, what supreme being, being is. is. You know, you 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 have to have your your own personal faith. Nobody's ever going to ask that. But you I, have to. But you. you know, my question is: Can you be atheist and no, be a Mason? No. So you cannot be an atheist, and you have to believe in a, in a, in a supreme being. Yeah. Does it matter which one? You just have to choose right. one. That's yeah, interesting. No, nobody's going to nobody's going to ever ever ask you what your personal uh, beliefs S- are. Mm. Okay. That's yeah. I, that's just that's very interesting from a point of view of like, you do have uh you 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 do have for example, um, other other like in in France there's a Grand Orient of France which you know is considered irregular we don't we don't uh, really recognize them, um but they for example they you can you can be an atheist and you can be a, you can be a member of the Grand Orient so, of France but if I'm I, not mistaken if and if and if I'm not mistaken that was one of the Freemasons. The reason why they, the reason why the forefathers set up the constitution the way that they did was mm. because of a lot of that stuff was stuff that that they were talking about in the lodges yeah. themselves, yeah. right? Yeah. See, that's super cool, right? Like that's you know that's something that they I wish they would teach in in your history class. You well, I've, I've <laughs> always I've always found that fascinating, and even you know you, you see members that that branch off into into different fields, whether it's science literature you right. know uh, his, historically politics and things like that you you would come across members that you're like i didn't even know you were like oscar wilde was a freemason mark twain was a freemason so arthur conan doyle was a freemason hey you know? so so these these 2001 are space yeah. odyssey so the, these are these are in individuals that Wait, no so arthur conan doyle was uh sherlock, sherlock holmes yeah sherlock sorry. holmes sorry. so the, these are these are individuals that you know dedicated 
time to the craft and and it was influential in their lives i'm assuming so that's like is freemasonry for uh like for people that are like intellectual like is is that like the type of people that would seek it out or is it I I I I think that you you get out of Freemasonry what you what you put into it. You get what I'm saying? I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself an intellectual, you know? I just I just think that it was something that I gravitated towards. And then what I will say to add on to that point is um I think that becoming a member made me want to read more. It made me want to become a little bit more well-versed um just in different fields just because i think it's it's important to have a better a better understanding you know even reading mythological stories or, or comic book stories like these these are stories that are important for a reason you know and 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 applying it to your life i think is important and that's that's what i do with uh with freemasonry reoccurring the, the themes philosophy. yeah um that that's that's awesome man. and so you've been doing it for 5 years now 5 years yeah and for and like you're isn't 32nd like it right or 33 um honestly well th 33 is kind of like a, a an honorary degree that okay that's, that's bestowed yeah, yeah, on yeah, you yeah. okay um for years of service and and so it's uh, like a 10th degree like black belt um there's, no, there's so, no real 10th degree black belt it's just but, we'll give it to you <laughs> to be honest what, what 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 we the way that we understand that there's nothing higher than a, a master mason which is a third degree once you're a master mason you know you you now That's have it. you have you been um at, I, I've driven by it several times. Um the And uh, by the way, I, I do just want to mention that, you know, any anything that I'm saying is my own opinion because it's experiential. So it's the same way that I might view the craft might not be the same, same. way that, that there is not like a uniform, you know. Uniform Correct. for some things, but just in the way that, that experiencing it, you know, it's it's just the, the way that I am. It's it's very much like reading uh, uh, scripture, right? It's it, it's interpretive, like right. it's 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 how you see it, right? Um, have you have you ever seen the um, the 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 lodge in uh, DC? No, I have not. Oh my god, dude! I have not. Holy sh Jesus, mother! I mean, like, <laughs> like no, I have not. Yeah, so yeah. Just, I've driven by it a couple of times, and like when you drive by it, it's like. It's like a whole like square city block right, almost. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is huge and it's beautiful. That's probably absolutely the, beautiful. The, I don't know if that's the the house of the temple, most likely. Um, but I they they do tours there. You know, so if you're ever in the area and you wanna you wanna take a tour, you know that's oh that's, uh, my uh, my dad went up there mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it was uh, he was telling me about it. I was like, I drive by that. I've driven by that place so much. You know, yeah. and he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, we're doing a tour. That's what he went up there yep. to go do a tour. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "You're really into this, huh?" <laughs> yeah. What well, What well, we do at 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 uh, you plan at, vacations at, around it. <laughs> at my lodge, every month when we meet, we always put on uh, lectures before a meeting. So any any visitors that want to come in and you know hang out with us a little bit, we'll always have a lecture. What are your on, lectures on typically topic. about? Uh, anything and everything. Really? You know. So so for um, so for example, I've I've done. Uh, before, like two two years ago, actually, actually during the pandemic, I, I was doing one on Stoicism and Freemasonry. So kind of un understanding and analyzing Freemasonry through the perspective of Stoic thought. Um, but there are other brothers that have done, like, for example, maybe like Buddhism and Freemasonry or Freemasonry oh. and the Tarot or um, I don't know, just uh, honestly, anything and, 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 what, and everything. What does being a Stoic mean for you? 
that's stoic right there. No, because <laughs> I want to give a, a I don't want to give a generic response where it's like, um, or you know what? I will give a generic response because I, I think that that perfectly encompasses it. It's the fact that um, I shouldn't be governed by emotions that can impulse impulsively lead me to ruin. You know, can't be ruled by your own that, emotions. That I, exactly. I you shouldn't know? be governed by emotions that will impulsively lead me to, to ruin. ruin. Yeah. To your own ruin. You created it, which is even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, you know, your partner dicked you over because he thought your ego was too big. Which is difficult, <laughs> man. Let me let me tell you that wow. that is way to bring your full difficult. circle 360 degrees. That that is that is that's difficult. my new Mason number, baby. Would you say like stoicism is like level up personal efficiency? It's it's uh it's personal regulation, you know, it's personal regulation because you're you're constantly and I have a couple of like also stoic tattoos um to to remind me of certain tenets, uh just because it's it's difficult sometimes. Like I can easily say, you know, that about emotions, but in the moment, it's very easy for you to get, you know, caught up. Oh yeah. Um very, very uh That's easy. where that dude's uh Buddhist in the uh, art of uh masonry come into effect. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's, it's, it. it's difficult, but honestly it's uh it's personal efficiency, but also personal regulation, you know. I'm out of my depth. You guys are using big words. Yeah, anything more than two syllables. That's and this it. Guy's I'm, like, I'm lost. I am lost. So yeah. let's talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but, you, I, but, but, I, but I will say. <laughs> you just cut me off again. I, I will say that, you know, a text that has deeply influenced my life since I read it in 2020 was Marcus Aurelius's The Meditations. And for any of the viewers both of you, if you haven't read it already, I would definitely. I haven't, but I've, I've heard the name. It's amazing. It, it's amazing. It's it's like a, it's Marcus Aurelius's. Uh, he was the last of the five great emperors of Rome, and these are his personal journal entries. He he tried to make Maximus the emperor of Rome. Oh, that's not gladiator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His his son. Yeah. But that's not, that's not Phoenix in in uh yeah, in, in, not real. in Gladiator. That, the the Emperor, right? That's that's who it's supposed right, to right, be, right? Because right? he's writing down the virtues and all that, right? He's, you see that in the movie. They kind of like, but that movie's not historically accurate at all. Like mm-hmm. that's that's not even. But that's who. But that that's is. a connection. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, his character is uh, Marcus Aurelius's son. In real life. No, like no, no. And uh, historically, uh, like that. Uh, oh that, yeah. That's oh who yeah. The character oh yeah. Was. I, yeah. I did not know that. Which is crazy because you have this individual that is known for being very virtuous, right? Very giving to his people, and then his son just comes out as like the most reprehensible individual, <laughs> or one of the most. I just there's a there's a documentary on uh, on uh, Netflix that's called Empire Games. And like they do, like the major empires, so like the oh, Egyptian Empire, that. the Roman Empire, like like they do, you know, they go through them, um, and they're about like an hour and fifteen minutes long. They're not like super in depth, right? But they show you like the beginning of the empire, mm. the mid, like the height of their empire, and then 
essentially what causes the downfall of their empire. That's awesome. You want to yeah. know what I've noticed? You know how, like, living together, women's periods will sync up? Mm-hmm. Everybody that sits on the couch together, you guys will cross your legs <laughs> in the same direction at Every- some point. You know, I see. I know. I, I get you. I think that we're in tune with the frequency of the universe. That's what it is. Yeah, that, that's like this couch is also magical. Yeah. It's, it's like that's on why a, there's all these little magical Snorlax. creatures here. It's, it's I like, love the Snorlax, by the way. I remember when Pokemon Go first came out. He was a uh, one of the first Pokemon that I caught, and I was so happy about that. And then my game just got bugged, and it it died oh on me. No. And I never caught a Snorlax again. Is that what the cops were trying to? catch yeah right the a snorlax, snorlax and uh <laughs> yeah and a, and a togetic <laughs> i forgot about that for a second hey buddy they could have just come on the podcast they he was right here he's jobs. been here the entire they time still had their jobs and they been just go the to the time. podcast oh all right uh my last thing i'm curious about is uh tarot cards mm-hmm. how do they work They work according to your own personal system, you know? And what I mean by that is, uh, I guess I'll put it into perspective. I'll I'll give an example. One thing that I love to do is I keep a dream journal. Okay. Right? So I wake up, and it doesn't happen regularly. Um, But I wake up, and I immediately write down the dream that I've had. And what I want to do is later on, I want to do a tarot spread for it to see if there's any further insight that I can get from this dream to see anything that the dream is telling me. Okay. What, what is that? A tarot spread? <laughs> yeah. So a tarot spread for the is uninitiated for, for, for a tarot spread. <laughs> so for example, you can do a tarot spread where it's like three cards. And uh-huh. then like, let's say you have a question. Maybe it's like just a general question. Like, uh, what is my week going to look like? Uh-huh. Right. So maybe I could do like, uh, or, or we'll do a, a general where it's like past, present and future. Okay. You know, and then that's it. So you'll, you'll, Shuffle the cards, you know, and bam, then you bam, have bam. your own system. Like I have, I have my own system. And each card means something. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Each of the seventy-eight cards. So you have the first twenty-two cards, which is the the major arcana, which are more, and uh, uh, they're more of like the archetypal cards. Okay. You know, so it's like that. That's where you have the fool, you have the empress, you have the high priestess, you have the whatever the lovers, right, right, right. right, right. And then you have the minor arcana, which is the four suits. Right, which is kind of reminiscent of the playing cards that we play King, poker with and King, things like Queen, that. Joker. But you have the wands, you have the swords, the cups, and the pentacles, right? And then each of them have you know ten cards, and then you have the court cards. Which is all of those cards, cards have in their own individual. But they're, separate they're, they're more of uh, situational. You so know? do you do you shuffle all of them at the same time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I would have brought brought them out to, mm. to, to show you. Next time, um, but yeah, but but what <laughs> I've, I, what I, I've I've never had a rating done. What what I mean what I mean by by personal system is you know it's it's more so a tool for you to understand yourself better or understand a situation better. See, I know? just I always feel like I always like I want the belief of it, mm-hmm. right? But to me, it almost always seems like like a horoscope. Like it's it's almost. It could almost match anybody, you know what I'm well, saying? Because like, because those, those like it's seven, so vague. Almost well, because in a way. because those those 78 cards, according to their imagery, these are things that we all go through. But what governs you know? the 78 cards? What do you mean? 
So like Magic. you're right. Like That's, like is this right. something that like that like when you say the way it works for you is like it just kind of like lays out the groundwork for you to then draw your own personal insight from. So so pretty much what you, what you have is this imagery that you're interpreting based on the perspective that you're looking at it through. You get what I'm saying? Maybe you could look at it mythologically, use a psychoanalytic perspective. Some people might want to look at it. You know, there there's um, magical systems maybe that, that they right. want to look uh, look at it, at it through. So you have the imagery, right? And then you are interpreting it based on on your under on your understanding of what that imagery calls out to you. You know, so for example, if you buy a card. Uh, if you buy a deck, you'll have like the little white book mm-hmm. that kind of tells you like this is what the card means. Right. Upward in reverse. You know, you can go by that. It's your instructional manual. The instructional man. manual, right? <laughs> so so there there is kind of like a you know, even though this is this is wrong, but based on the book, you you maybe you have like a uniform way of interpreting the cards. You know, but if you're going at about it from a more intuitive introspective you know, introspective it, you know, you're maybe you might be analyzing it from a from a you know th- this doesn't align with what is immediately jumping out to me, See, or maybe it does. Maybe they're, they're, maybe they're not mutually exclusive. I, I'm not I'm not trying to be combative. Okay, right. so I just I, I want to just preference that the where I call bullshit, right? For me, is that if you ask that question twice, you're going to get two separate answers. You're not going to get the same cards twice. Right. Right. If you're asking a question and you get your first answer and you don't like it, then you can just reshuffle and ask that same question again and get a completely different set of answers. Well, but then but then at that point, it's almost like you're like, what answer are you looking for? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, yeah, you no, just I, want. I get you, it. What I'm saying is, is like from uh, the scientist in me, you right, cannot right, right. repeat that experiment twice. Right, right, right. Right, like those those in a, if seventy two card if you shuffle seventy two cards you're not gonna get the same three cards that pop up twice in a row and if you do then you should probably listen to whatever the fuck right, right, those right, cards right. are telling right, you right, right. you know because right. that what this, that's an astronomical number right or maybe like, you will get it to be honest because what what I like to do every day is I do the the daily draw so I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and then I'll draw a card and then I'll reflect on that card throughout the day and and there are certain times where I've gotten like two three times uh, in a row the same card interesting which is, which is wild interesting you know but yeah yeah, yeah. you never know uh, i'm just i i you got to bring them next time so we can have it some is fun. interesting yeah yeah so we can it, have some it fun it is it is uh it, it's I'd like to know what matt's future is and where i stand in it because it looks like he's about to throw me out of his house <laughs> and 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 also just to, to, to i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of digging this just to add on to that, you know, I, I think that may, maybe it's also a misconception to view that the cards are kind of going to answer the future when they, they don't really possess that information. You got what I'm saying? So right. it's, well, it's more so like maybe you might get somebody that's like, oh, I want to know when I'm going to die. Well, the cards aren't really going to tell you that. You know what I'm saying? You might be going through a personal issue, you know, or you might want to uh, maybe explore a different aspect of yourself that maybe you've kind of been like questioning and, and searching for and you might do a spread and then those images are just reflecting what you know inside so They're just putting it into perspective now it, from a story a narrative i have a question for you from another point of view okay so you do your own right you you do your own right right but i've we've all seen right where you drive by like somebody's house 
right? And they got the palm outside right, right. and the tarot card reading, right? You, I think there's one on bird, right? Right, right, right. Um, Then somebody else is interpreting that. Like, you get to interpret it on your own because you're drawing it. But if I go there and I sit there, then I have to let this gypsy, <laughs> typically, right, determine uh, what those cards, like, they basically tell me what those cards are. Doesn't it lose something? Doesn't, do, like, if you're allowing... i done a, done a, done a If you're like allowing that. somebody else to... Like, I kind of get what you're doing. Right, right, I kind of get what you're doing, right? Because you're pulling the card, and then you're thinking about the card all day, or you're in, like, this introspective, you know, you did it. Right. Right? Somebody else is telling you. Right. Somebody else is telling you what this means, as opposed to you figuring out what that thing means on your own. Right? I. That's... How do you trust that other person? Where? How do you know what? Are, what are the, What is that other person's credentials? Like what? You know, right, people right, right. base their lives, yeah, around yeah. this. You well, know, I well, mean, it's no different than religion, well, the, too, the, this, right? This I mean, is, you know, this, this is why you you have a lot of a lot of writers that you know, and again, this, this is why this is why I say it, it, it's a personal system because there are some readers that uh, will never do readings for other people. There are some readings that will. There are some readers that will never do reading readings for themselves. You know, just mm. because because of how important it could be, because some people do, you know, base their entire lives uh, yeah, a, around I, this. I just, I've had, I've had, you know, there was that lady in the Grove for a while, um, who used to go around and read people's tarot cards, mm. and it, it seems that a lot of the people that do that to me are kooky. I guess is a good way of using it without eccentric. being, yeah, eccentric, eccentric. 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 Centric would be another good word, right? No, there's a lot of sexy ladies on the internet that do tarot cards reading. <laughs> there are a lot of sexy ladies on the internet that do a lot <laughs> besides read tarot cards. I'm, I've been thinking about getting a, a reading from this one chick. She's very well, uh, well endowed. You know what I'm saying? She's voluptuous. And then some. And then some. All right. All right. So how are you enjoying the podcast so far? I love it. All right, man. Look at that. We got another person. It. We got another it person hooked. Because it's 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 crazy to be able to talk about tarot cards, high evolutionary. And, <laughs> let, and let me tell you, and, and all of that, you see the influence in, in Grant Morrison's work and in and Alan Moore's work, you know? What? You see with with the tarot cards. And oh, the, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And just their well, personal studies in the occult if and, you, and stuff if, like that. If you've ever seen any interview with Alan Alan Morris, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always like it's always shot darkly. Well, it's, and it's, there's like a red there's like some red light in the background. Let, let me tell you. <laughs> He's very good I was, at creating a, a mythos behind him. I, I was watching some interviews with him um last week not that, that he did them last week but i was watching them last week and it was a series of interviews where he's kind of talking about the nature of reality and his work and stuff but mm -hmm. it's crazy because the camera is is just on like a, a chair and then he's talking but then he just slowly transitions in in yeah so he wasn't in the shot but then he just randomly just appears he's he's very good <laughs> so uh the wakowskis were really good at this too when they first came out with the matrix and this was something that now, looking back, we kind of understand why they did it, but it definitely helped create a folklore around them, very right. similar to the the comic book authors that they really liked, right. which was this aura of mystique. Like, you couldn't find shit 
about the Wachowskis on the internet forever. You know that forever they, they were going to write shit. an elongated man script. It actually leaked online. I really? haven't read it, but they they had turned in a script for the elongated man to Warner Brothers. Oh my god! I did not know about this. Yes, my Look curiosity is peak. Look it up. Look well, it what would have been cool is just that the, their visuals are always so fucking banging. And and I think it was after the Matrix. Oh, because they I'm they sure had it done was after the Matrix. They, yeah, they yeah, had yeah, done yeah. one movie before. Bound, 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 bound. Yeah, with uh, Cipher is the bad guy, uh, and it's um, oh my god, Jennifer Tilly. Yes. And uh, I can't remember the other girl's name now. She's been in a bunch of other stuff, too. And I think Jennifer Tilly's character was in a relationship with Cypher. And then the other girl was a lesbian. And then they start having yeah. an affair. It was very they did different. That one, and then Matrix. And then they had written a script for The Elongated Man. And then it never. Well, they wrote Assassins with Antonio Banderas and Sylvester Stallone. Oh really? Yeah, that was that was the movie that they they sold the script. They were able to sell that script, and then they got clout. And with that clout, they turned Bound. They made right, Bound. right, right, right. And then that was like a very well. It was an indie movie that was, right. and it was like a film noir. Yeah, and it was very well reviewed, like critically. And so Warner Brothers said, "Okay, well, we'll give you this money to make this movie." Basically, when they came to Warner Brothers with The Matrix, they already had the whole movie storyboarded out, like shot yeah. for shot, scene for scene. So it was kind of like a no-brainer for Warner Brothers to give them, the, you know, nobody really knew what the fuck they were doing. Their right. budget wasn't all that great, but what, what they had, they fucking, no, I, I you mean, know, I mean, yeah. that's, the rest is film history at yeah. this point, you know. See, th this is where uh, Hiram really punches above his weight is when it comes to... Uh, uh, film trivia, film knowledge, film. knowledge, trivia too though, because I rock at trivia. Are you like a Criterion Collection? Like uh, so I I I don't have any because I mm. used or I, a long time ago I used to work at Blockbuster, so I used to get them for free. That so I've seen it's still his dream job. Uh, <laughs> if I could if I if I could single handedly bring back Blockbuster, I would. If like a genie, I rub the lamp and a genie right, was like, right, "What? Right. Bring back Blockbuster? Bring Where? back Blockbuster? <laughs> this is wish number one." Uh, but and the uh, X Men toys from Burger. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I've and watched the Pokemon toys. Yeah. I've watched a bunch of them. <laughs> I've watched a bunch of them. I love like all the you know the extra shit that they put in it. Um, it's like hours, dude. It's like six hours worth of stuff you didn't. Need. And sometimes they even pack in movies. It's a great. It's it. I'll tell you what it what what it's really good about the Criterion Collection, especially if you're a uh, somebody who wants to make films is it really goes into the process of like how these movies come about. Yes. Um, and if you're really interested in that, watch Robert Rodriguez, like by, I know this is going to sound crazy, but by Robert Rodriguez's movies on like either DVD or Blu-ray. That commentary. And he, well, he not only does he have commentary, but he actually has film school and he does it for mo for almost, I mean, been a while since i've owned dvds but all the dvds that i have like he really does like show you how yeah. he makes the movie right like what what the process is like and he has that book the uh, rebel without a camera well rebel without a crew oh rebel without a crew rebel yeah. without a crew i bought that in 1997 um and read it in like two days uh, i was in film school when i got it 
And the thing that blew me away about that was that he made the movie for $7,000. And he used his body. The way he got the money was he used his body for medical science. So he did one of those, like, you know, those tests where they... Right, right, right. And, and, and they so it, for, for And he was in there for, like, weeks. And that's how he got the $7,000. And he went to Mexico. He borrowed equipment from his school. Okay. Okay. And then took that equipment because his school was in uh, uh, Austin. Okay. Right, I took that equipment, went south of the border, shot El Mariachi uh-huh. for seven thousand bucks using a Mexican cast, and then right? killed it. His his mom made the food, right? You know what I'm saying, like that. Like it was, they had one squib, right? You know, the squib is the thing that they use, right. like so they only had one for the movie, right? So that movie is a fucking all about gunfight, yeah, 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 right? Everywhere. So they just had to yeah. keep reusing the fucking pack for the squib. That's wild. It's awesome. Like it's a great book to read if you want like especially at that time the 90s was so great for independent filmmakers yeah. i mean if you think about like kevin smith and robert rodriguez and quentin tarantino i, love clerks. Uh, I mean clerks, clerks mall, is, rats. Um, mall rats is one of my fucking favorite yeah. movies of all time man yeah. and when i was in high school i probably quoted that movie more than sweet fucking cry and there there is there is also i don't know for for some of the movies when they started, they would have kind of the obviously the, the production companies. One of them had uh, like a clown. I don't know if you remember that clown. Clown. Brian Johnson, who's on, oh, on Comic uh, Book Men, uh, yeah. wrote and directed a movie called Vulgar, who has, uh, I think it's um, Brian O'Halloran from, from Clerks. He plays uh, Vulgar the Clown. Oh. And that is where that imagery imagery came from. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about no, that. No, no, no. That's crazy. Like some, that's, a, that's the whole yeah. view yes, universe right yes, there, right? Yes. That's a. Uh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, like a yeah. dope. Check, check it out a, when you get it. It's Vulgar the Clown. Vulgar the Clown? Vulgar and it's, the Clown. It's basically the crew that he. that that That's like the current. Yeah. The, the view crew, essentially, is what yeah. I call them, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They're the ones that work with him all the time. Yeah. It's pretty amazing what he's been able to do. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the 90s, again, for, for indie films, is amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, it's it, it it rivals it rivals the 70s in, like, the amount of filmmakers that came out of that era that were fucking straight. I mean, just Tarantino alone, right? And then you throw in Robert Rodriguez and you right. throw in Kevin Smith. And, I mean, I guess you could say Wesley Snipes. Right, uh, not Wesley Snipes. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Spike Lee. Uh, yeah. uh, you could say like Spike Lee came. You know, yeah. uh, um, uh, shit. What was the fucking movie that Spike? Do the right thing. Do the right thing. You know, uh, you know, which is in the Criterion Collection. Uh, well. Yeah, yeah. I, it, as it rightfully yeah. should be. I remember. Wa- I remember watching that movie in the fucking theater and being like, mm, we should probably get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Spike Lee's great. Yeah. Uh, the, the but uh, but. If you're into if you're into like the film school stuff and like the criteria like Robert Rodriguez's work like all of his work you you'll be able to to delve deep into it too. I um, love I love watching movies with commentary uh, sometimes depending depending on who it is. You yeah, know, the, the the commentary I think adds a lot to 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 the film. Yeah, um, I just recently I told you I just recently watched like the four and a half hour version of the the Lord of the Rings movies and I'm in the process of that. Um, how do you feel about that i mean i i told you i i didn't watch fellowship because it just it left such a bad taste in my mouth the first time i watched it and i got the gist of what it was so i just kind of picked up from two towers on um and yeah you you were telling me earlier how how you think is a critique on the 
yeah, I, industrial I, revolution. I, it, it, so it, that it, was actually great because he he had he had been talking about it before the show, and that was amazing. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I just I picked up on that like, I picked up on the fact that I knew that Tolkien was wrote these essentially, at, and he was coming of age at the time that the industrial revolution was actually happening uh, throughout the world, and especially in England, right where this is you know some will say that that's kind of where the industrial revolution kind of kicks off, right? Um, and not America. No, if I'm not mistaken, I actually think it was in, in, uh, London, but I could be wrong on that. Um, the, and I'm sure the United States played a part in that as well. Henry Ford and all of that. Um, but it was a Mason. uh, Yeah. And he was also an (laughs) anti-Semite. So, I mean, you know, Oh really? (laughs) Oh really? Very, very, very big anti-Semite. Um, (laughs) <laughs> X-Files, I love this. Um, so... Wait, he was? Uh, Henry Ford? Oh, yeah. Henry Ford was a huge anti-Semite. I was not aware of huge that. Huge anti-Semite. Wrote, wrote prolifically about, about it. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he was actually even awarded um, something from the Nazi party, if no I'm not way. mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was... Uh, uh, also, uh, Chuck Yeager. Uh, Wait, what? Was, suppo- was supposedly one. Where? Not Chuck Yeager. Um, Lindenberg. Charles Linden. Charles. Oh, yeah, Charles Lindenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like, I, I feel like I, we haven't heard that because it's probably been like quelled by the Ford Motor Company. Oh yeah, that's not something that they want out there. That's not something that they like. That, but but he wrote. I mean, like you can actually go and see his writings. Some of his writings, if I'm not mistaken, were under a pseudonym, but they were him. They were him, and it, it's 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 that. very oh yeah, it's very it, it's it's actually again, it's not something that's talked about because right, you right. you know of who he is in this country, right. but that was something that was very you know, not everybody's good, yeah. you know. I mean, he changed the world, but he wasn't you know. Um, so back to the Lord of the Rings, and this was so I was watching the Two Towers, and I noticed something that kind of within the movie that made me think more deeply about everything that was happening in the movie is that Saruman, okay, it now needs a bigger orc army. And in order to get that bigger orc army, he is going to essentially deforest, okay, an entire area so that and you could see the parallels there, right? Of like, like there's this beautiful lush area and this industrial machine is going to come through and it's going to clear it out and it's and it's going to take everything that it has all of its resources and you can draw the parallels of what's happening at that time in tolkien's actual world yo right? do, do you remember fern gully fern gully fern gully i do remember fern gully i do remember that movie yo that shit was so intense for me as a kid why, how does that have anything to do with Lord of the Rings? Or you just wanted to throw Well, because he was talking about the deforestation. The deforestation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, Some people say that uh, Avatar is like Fern Gully and um, Pocahontas. Just Avatar? Like one movie. Oh, well. I, I, could, I could see that. James Cameron's. Oh, yeah. It's, he, he, I, I, he ripped that off. I mean, you know. But just, just to add on to that, one thing that, that, uh, that I had also mentioned is that that is also touched upon in uh, the Fellowship of the Ring movie through the imagery, obviously, of mm-hmm. when, when the uh, the Ur-Kaiser being created. Where, um, you know what else I, is touched upon? 
<laughs> he can't help himself. I'm sorry. My cock. <laughs> but yeah, and, and just like, what, we, got, we got 10 minutes. Okay. But the, the, say that. Oh, yeah. The way that they're created is very industrial also, you know, with the fire and the, almost like factory line, just right. like them checking to see. It's like, okay, you're good. Let's go. Go, go, go to war. <laughs> go to it. war. You know? Right. And they're, they're not autonomous at all, you know, and, and it's crazy. It's it just when I when I when I saw that it added like this whole new layer of what Lord of the Rings was mm-hmm. like. I, I maybe it's because I'm older and I'm watching it and I, now I'm getting into it as opposed to right. getting into it when I was younger. But I'm watching it and I'm seeing it through like more of like, what's this guy trying to tell us? Like what as an author, what is because all of this is metaphors for something that's much grander and bigger, right? And we were talking about you know just. The fact that the guy wrote so much yeah. mythology just bef- just before he wrote, it's or like he wrote history books, right, right. Know? The to- Lord of the Rings is so vast in its depth yeah. that, like, it is its own culture in and of itself. So, what do you guys? How do you guys feel about the new, you know, five hundred million dollar Amazon show that's about? I to I feel like that is probably sufficient. I I'm in. I'm totally in. Um, just but- just hearing that number makes me. Feel like they. That's took a crazy number, bro. Well, but I, but <laughs> I feel like if, if you want to if you want to explore the type of world, that's like that, it sounds like they're taking it very fucking like serious. You have like, to. We're gonna you have to. We're gonna like they're gonna do more than just make you know a blockbuster movie for the for the uh, box office. But I just want you to think about like I'm looking at this from a. I get that right, but I'm looking at this from the point of view that like, let's say it's a ten episode run. Each episode costs what fifty million bucks. You know, like you know, you I know, mean, so like that's it, a, it, that's, that's but like that's, it, sounds, it, it sounds like to me that they're going for longevity, dude. That's the Cause, budget cause, of a major motion picture. Yeah, but look at the franchise of Game of Thrones. Oh, look pfft. at even even the franchise of the subpar, totally carried by Henry Cavill, Witcher. <laughs> well, even the franchise goes beyond that. The books, that. the video games, the Witchers. I he, I, I like it, he but that's it. like the reception. Uh, is very for this genre right now is very fertile. Oh yeah. So I feel like and there's, uh, well, Wheel of Time did phenomenal for uh, Amazon Prime. I haven't too. seen that either. Is oh, that good? Did, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I and, mean, the and promotions it, is amazing. It, it, they, I, I, I'd never heard of Wheel of Time. Uh, but they did a really good job. Uh, and Matt's right. Like that, everything right now seems to be kind of and nature of horrors and abyss. And since the fumbled ending of Game of Thrones, oh. there's definitely definitely been an opening there. What do you think about House of Dragons is coming out? Uh, I'm you going to fuck with it too? Yeah, I'm going to fuck with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I want to see dragons. These nuts. <laughs> We're, it, it's like, it's all fantasy. We're going back to, to fantasy. You know, at a point it was kind of like science fiction stuff. And then now with, after Game of Thrones, it's like, well, if we're going back to fantasy, can we bring back Conan the Barbarian, please? Oh man, somebody, anybody, anybody in Hollywood that's listening, Wait, go, can we go, just bring back Conan? Going back the Barbarian? to what? Uh, fantasy. These nuts. <laughs> See these nuts. But think, think about HBO having a Conan show. Uh yeah, they would fuck it up. You think so? Uh just why? Because of the the Game of Thrones, the ending. No, it's just if you're gonna do Conan, Conan's got to be. I mean, I guess HBO can do it, but it's, it's, I don't, I don't want to say they'll fuck it up. I don't know. I just said that. I don't know why. Uh, it, but Conan's got to be brutal. You know, it's, it's just, it's got to be brutal. 
I mean, the fucking comic books and the books were fucking brutal. It's not like having a, a, a PG Punisher <laughs> no, movie no, with Thomas no, Jane. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, this, this is HBO Max. They, they're not weighed no, down by no, they're not. having to they're not. keep it they're not. PG. They're not. But but even, even you would have to tone it down. There's a lot of horrible shit that happens in those Conan books and comic books, like graphically. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, the abuse of women is pretty prevalent in those in well, those but I books. think that that was also prevalent. I I didn't actually watch Game of Thrones, you know but I think prevalent? that that was also prevalent. Wait, whoa, 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 was prevalent in Game of Thrones, which was whoa, 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 whoa. You haven't watched Game of Thrones? I bought the first season from Walmart when it first came out. It was like a nine ninety five box set. I went home. I saw it. I thought it was just shock value. I hated it. Never watched it again until this guy, bro. Until the ending, <laughs> that a friend invited me over to watch it. It's like a watch party. The season one ending? No, no, the season, the, the series the finale. finale. Uh-huh. And then I was watching it in a group of people that are like devoted <laughs> Game of Thrones fans, they and it happy. was it was insane. They were not happy. They were not happy. No, they were not happy. Uh, most of this was discussed before we started the podcast, but you have a lot of controversial opinions about major franchises. I know. He I liked, know, I know. Just the biggest one is he liked The Last Jedi, I know. and I'm surprised he's still sitting on the couch. I know. And I'm having a conversation with him. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need th- to think about The Last Jedi and then uh, consult the tarot cards because I think you may be wrong listen yeah. I, yeah. I i think i think that wrong. i think that if there's one thing that this episode has shown me is that i have homework i need to do oh ah, well we all have homework we need to do uh especially with the spider-man unlimited with the oh yeah count to earth fuck anthropomorphic did i say it right yes you did oh yeah did. holy shit anthropomorphic animals is that also you know what's been prevalent today mm. the word prevalent prevalent it's very prevalent. This episode is sponsored by Prevalent. <laughs> prevalent. When just regular shit won't do, it needs to be prevalent. <laughs> that sounds like a laxative or a penis pill. <laughs> Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the pitch now. <laughs> by the way, this will happen. I'm prevalent. surprised it happened this late in the episode. He usually has like a, a thing that he's like, oh, wait, I got to come up with a jingle for it. A jingle. Right, well, like a pitch, a jingle, oh. a little. You did it last week and the week before. It's been a reoccurring theme with you recently. Don't force it. I'm just saying. I'm not forcing it. Um, Don't force it. Use prevalent. <laughs> side effects may include. Gonorrhea. <laughs> well, but each of the what? side effects have to have prevalent That's a before. side effect? Uh, might be. I don't know. Have you heard some of the side effects with these medi- medicines? So there's a drug called Welbutrin for people with social anxiety disorder. And one of the side effects is that it gives you. It Yo, the names, though, like how many test groups did they run that by <laughs> until they landed on Welbutrin? That sounds like it sounds like almost enough to be a word or a phrase that it is, it's like familiar. Welbutrin. Right. Welbutrin. So one of the side effects for this drug that's an anti that's a that's that's for your antisocial anxiety disorder is that you might just accidentally shit your pants. And I'm like, that's not, <laughs> that's not like, that's not something you can tell somebody. Any right. social anxiety <laughs> like, you have after you shit your pants I, will and, be a hundred times worse. And I would assume that that would give you I more anxiety. I am telling you, 
about <laughs> telling from experience. I I just I was like I was listening. I was like, hold up, wait a second. Did they yeah. just say shit? Did they? Because they use like a, a better word than shit your pants, but right. it's essentially you're no, shitting your pants. I think that was pants. exactly what yeah. they said in the it's, commercial. It's, it's like you're gonna shit. Side your effects pants. may include your bowels will spontaneously disengage. <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, I was just like I was like, okay, well. Nobody better. Oh, the, the another note is that that's that same drug is a drug they give. Uh, they'll give they'll give you if you want to quit smoking cigarettes. I would just keep smoking. Cigarettes. I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, you know what? You know what? Cigarettes have never done made me shit my pants. You know, <laughs> I was like lung cancer maybe, but shitting my pants never <laughs> happened. You know, so you know it's only right that you know we can't. End the episode without talking about shitting our pants, pants. <laughs> at least once. That's it. Uh, you, you got anything else you want to add? Shine light on, direct people to. Honestly, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank I you think it was coming. a lot of fun. Awesome, we man. talked we're... a lot uh, about a lot of things on camera, uh, off camera, um, and I really appreciate you allowing me to to come here and talk to you about you know well anything and everything. I don't know about Matt. I'm sure feels the same way, but I I've dug it. I dug it. I thought it was really great, man. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, and hopefully we could have you back on. How Definitely. dare you speak for me? Uh, you know, well, I'm the one that gets recognized the, the, in public. Hopefully so. this turns into a prevalent partnership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we uh, we definitely want repeat guests. We've had repeat guests already several times. Yeah, so. you, you're definitely going to have to come back. Yeah, I yeah. got to bring the cards next time, dog. I got some questions. Do, do my readings. <laughs> I got some questions. And I gotta rewatch Game of Thrones and I don't necessarily think you you can watch like the first five maybe that, 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 yeah yeah five seasons and then you can just you can retcon everything, yeah everything just, else. like they basically what what happened was they they this is real quick before we go they basically signed a deal okay so they were gonna direct a Star Wars they were gonna write and direct a yes, Star Wars yes 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 I remember right? they were gonna do this thing for Netflix too uh, so they they got this all this money because of how great their show right. was and then they basically like phoned in yeah the last couple of seasons of game of thrones i mean it and was and then everything just, else fell through everything else yeah, fell, yeah, through. fell through yeah everything else fell through disney disney canned them yeah. they didn't they didn't like the story that they came yeah. up with uh know your fucking place trash <laughs> you haven't Amazing. used that one in a while <laughs> uh, so it sucks for those guys but uh you know you should have listened to George R. He told them. He he did he not to warn you. He told them he didn't. He told HBO he didn't like it, like where they were going with it, and that they were de that deviating from the source material, and that that was going to create a problem for them. And sure enough, came back and bit them in the ass. Show enough. Show enough. Do you know where that's from? Show enough. Was it from the Last Dragon, with Bruce Leroy? Is that what that's from? Show sure enough. Show sure enough. From Shrooms. This guy. This guy. Thank you, Skyrim with Matthew. Skyrim with Matthew. Skyrim with Matthew. Skyrim with Matthew.
complex, nope. you know, but 